Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So the final round is underway at St. Andrews in Scotland today, but without Tiger Woods, two times he won there, didn't make the cut. As you know, hugely emotional outpouring of fan support and standing ovation by thousands as Tiger walked uh, the 18th fairway, clearly in tears. And the question is, will he continue? Lauren Rubenstein joins us, author with Tiger Woods of Unprecedented, The Masters and Me, and the 1997 Masters, My Story. Lauren is a member of the Ontario and Canadian Halls Golf Halls of Fame and the author of 16 books and played in the British Amateur Championships himself. Lauren, thanks for coming on. You know Tiger better than most people. When you, uh, when you saw him on the uh, 18th fairway on Friday, did you get a sense that this is it? Not really, no. I mean, you know, he's got uh, an indomitable will, and uh, he did not stop on the Swilkenburn Bridge coming across, which is traditional for players who are playing their last uh, open, making it their sort of swan song. If he would have stopped, that would have been a signal he's saying goodbye. But he just kept marching on, and uh, he later said he doesn't know if he'll be able to play another open at uh, St. Andrews because it won't be around, who knows what, six, seven, eight years. Uh, then he'll be getting into his mid-50s. But uh, he, he, I think you'll see him next year at the uh, British Open at the Open at Hoy Lake Royal Liverpool, where he won in 2006. So, no, I didn't get the sense at all that it's over for him. Well, I'm really glad to hear that, because I do want to see him play again, and I do want to see 2019 at the Masters repeat itself. And I would like to, to see him at least tie Jack Nicklaus, if not, if not pass him. It, do you think he – does he really feel – you know him well. You've you know your, your book about the '97 Masters with him. My story. Does he do, does he really believe still today that he can go out there on any given weekend or four day period and own a major? Mm, not any given. You know, it, he knows that's unrealistic. You know, he plays very little, and uh, he really only played the major championships this year, three of them, and uh, he knows that it's got to be on the right side of the right kind of golf course. He felt that this week the old course in St. Andrews would be his best opportunity. First of all, he loves the place, and he's won twice there by eight and five shots, and it's a flat course, so it's much more easily walkable for a guy with um, kind of a such a severely damaged right leg. Um, so uh, does he believe? I don't think he'd be playing if he didn't believe with his best golf that he could contend. Uh, and I think when that day comes, you won't see him at all. But uh, I think he's getting more realistic and uh, just appreciating the fact that he still has a leg and he loves to yeah. compete. So he wants to go out there. And I guess, you know, given what he's done in the game, it's up to him to make a decision uh, as to when he'll just back it in. I was shocked when I heard uh, one of the commentators say, um, we know that his leg was terribly badly injured, but this calf is is attached to his shin bone i can't even imagine most people walking let alone well, uh, you know playing you know, for 10 I mean, bucks i'd like to know the source of that you know where did he get that from that commentator we know that tiger takes ice baths every day uh, with his leg just to bring the inflammation down you know we don't have any idea really of the degree to which he goes to to make it possible for even him to, for him to walk the golf course and uh, and, and compete in a tournament because he doesn't really inform people. He doesn't let you in on that. He does say that it's. He say he goes ahead and says people don't know how tough it is for me to be out here. Well, we don't know because he doesn't tell us. 
But uh, as far as uh, what you just referenced, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea if that's true or not. It may be. But I, I wish that commentator had said where he heard that from. Yeah, me too. But it really stopped me in my tracks. Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, Lauren, is there a memorable moment? I'm sure there's many, but is there a, a memorable moment you can share with us in your relationship with Tiger as you were writing the books with him? Was there some some moment that spoke to Tiger that you could share with us? Uh, just sitting in his, in his um, you know, kind of one of his boardrooms there in his office down there in Jupiter, Florida, watching video of the 97 Masters and having him getting, you could see him replaying the shots and going over them, and you could see the excitement in his voice still, you know, more than 20 years later, or 20 years later at the time, uh, of playing different shots and competing. And uh, that's why now, even, you know, five years later, you still feel that, uh, you know, that's what he wants to do. That's really what he wants to do. And that's what I sensed. I used the word Bill uh, uh, Will at the beginning of our little chat here, Roy, and uh, his will is just... <laughs> For him to even be out there playing with, uh, as he says, he was lucky to, to keep his leg. Never mind be out there competing, but yet that's what he's doing here. So he's still in the game somehow by a thread, but he's, but he's still in the game. I was uh, talking to a friend about him, and I, and I said, he reminds me at this point in his career of Muhammad Ali, and I'll, I'll tell you why in a second. When, when Ali was at the end of the career, and he wasn't doing that well, and he was losing to people, fighters he never would have lost to before, and a reporter said to him, Ali, why do you do this? Why are you still fighting? You're getting beaten. Uh, why, are you, why are you still in the ring? And his answer was very simple and very eloquent. It's what I do, man. Yeah, I would say that's true for Tiger as well. These phenomenal athletes just keep going and going and going, and, you know, it's hard for them to know when to just pack it in. It's hard to go out on top, really. Um, this might have been the week for Tiger to do it, but he chose not to, and uh, we'll have to see down the road when he says it's the end. But I think that's a very, you know, that's an authentic comment from Ali. It's what I do, and it is what Tiger does, too. And after he recovers from this week, he'll start pointing towards the Masters probably in 2023 and trying to get ready for that because it's what he does. It's well put. Yeah, that's what I do, man. Um, yeah, I, uh, how good, look, compare, and you've worked with and talked to and written books with some of the greatest. You were a good friend of Mo Norman's. You wrote that fantastic book, Mo and Me. I still have that. I go back and read it periodically because it's, it's really inspiring. Uh, how, how good was he? Tell me in 30 seconds, Lauren, how good was Tiger really when he was at his best and playing against the rest of the world's best? Uh, he was so far and away the best. Nobody could really come close to him when he was at his best. When he was at his best and others were at their best, Tiger was still going to go ahead and win because he just had that. First of all, the sound of the ball off the face of the club, whether it was an iron or a driver, he was a phenomenal putter as well. And uh, he just, you know, he, he very rarely gave up a tournament. It's hard to think of any that he did. And he won by such astronomical margins. You know, the 2000 U.S. Open by 15 shots, those two uh, Open Championships in St. Andrews by eight and five shots. Um, it's just, he just overwhelmed everybody else. And uh, as Colin Montgomery said recently, Tiger was just better than me. That's all it was, you know, and whatever... Um, ingredients go into that tiger had it you know he didn't make yeah. mistakes he plotted himself around the golf course better than anybody uh, and it was you know i felt when i was watching him i was watching a genius of the game at work and it was really fun to see that you know and you were seeing uh, a master at, at work and he was that much better than everybody else when he was at his best 
if you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 